Welcome back to the Kickback Lounge podcast. My name is Drew Young, and I'm here with my co-host in the building, Kenny Brown. What's going on, guys? What's going on? And then we got a very special guest in the building. We got Kaylin in the building, a.k.a. Kalo, a.k.a. Eartha Kalo. How's it going, bro? Hey, what's yo, going on? What's going here, on? Man, I appreciate y'all. So we were just talking about... We were just talking about some high vibration shit, you know, starting doing poems and stuff. I don't know. Maybe you'll hear a poem throughout this podcast. But I want to start today. I want to talk about how we met, mm-hmm. right? So <laughs> shout out, big up, no cap Kobe. Yeah, that's, that's that's the homie. That's, that's, yeah. a, that's a cool dude, bro, man. Like, yeah. Bro. So we were doing a video. We are doing a video with him. But I want to start. How did you meet him? How did I meet him? Yeah. How did I meet Kobe? Um, Actually... Where did I meet Kobe at, bro? Was it like you? Oh, I remember now. So I was. It was the night that Smino did his concert at the at the Stifle. Okay. Ooh. And I was walking up to the actual auditorium. And I was like, "Is that is that Kobe?" And he, I seen him go into uh, St. Louis Fish and Chicken. And uh, <laughs> I, I was with my homie too. He was like, "Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm not." I mean, I'm hungry. I'm not going in there because Kobe there. I'm actually hungry. Yeah, yeah, he was. He was going in there because Kobe's going. I'm like, I'm like, all right. I mean, shit. Like, we we can get some food. Yeah. So, um, went in there and ordered, and uh, I was like, I was like, you you no cap Kobe, right? He was like, he was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I fuck I fuck with your content, bro, and I appreciate you know what what you're doing for the city. You you know you you're a creative. Hundred percent. That yeah. has. You know, had a huge impact on people outside of St. Louis as well. You, mm-hmm. know, you, make, very, you make very entertaining content, and uh, you know me, I always try to get into the reason why people do things, just because I like sharing experiences and learning from anybody and everybody from all walks of life. So, right. if, so if he's so passionate and so successful when it comes to creating in a space like YouTube, and then it carries over into other platforms, and like, so why do you do what you do? Like, what got you into it? And and what is what is what are you doing next? Like what's coming up for you? So we, we chopped it up for a, a quick second, and I told him, you know, I create content, get showed on my page, and then I also have a marketing and media agency. So uh, oh, we, okay. we, we was just rapping from there, and uh, we just connected, and he was like, yeah, I'm gonna put you in a video. I'm like, okay. <laughs> that's dope. And then he kept right. his word too, right? Yeah, bro. He, he he hit me and was like, yeah, you wanna you wanna be in a video? I'm that's like, what's up, bro? I'm like. Sure. What what video though? He was like, uh, <laughs> 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 this video was so. I was like, I was actually, I was like, should I even do this? Because yeah. I had never been even been in a YouTube video before. Bro. Yeah, and I'm oh, like, at I'm, all, okay. never, wow. never, bro. So I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna go in there and uh, test my test my uh, attractiveness. The test my attractiveness, bro. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I'm a decent seven. You know, so I I should be at least in the middle of the pack. You know, sometimes some people have preferences. You know, so oh, we're gonna, gonna get it. We'll, we'll break down the video, but uh, I do. Yeah, I do want to give my proud shout out, Kobe. Uh, I met him sure. through. So I don't know if you know Nemo. Uh, Nemo Guapo. He's like uh, one of the content creators. Mm-hmm. It's just around a lot of the creators work together and stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had met Nemo through a friend, like one of one of my best friends. Um, and they worked together and they were just like hella funny. So I did a podcast with nemo and then he he had put me on shout, shout out to nemo too because he's put me on to like so many creators and stuff oh, no seriously and he's, that dude's always like in the mix i don't know like <laughs> he's done a lot honestly yeah. he showed us uh biscuit and uh he showed us uh, tracks and all them yeah. yeah yeah but uh so i met kobe through him and he was just like i guess i started watching his videos yeah, uh yeah, because yeah. he had he, he knew him and i was like i'll like check out his content and stuff and then we did a podcast i think kobe was like 
18 or something at the time. Yeah, he was very young. Yeah, he had just, like, graduated high school, I think. And I'm a little bit older than him. I, I don't know. I think I was, like, 22 or 21 at the time. How yeah. old are you? Uh, I'm 25 now. Okay, okay. Yeah, what about you? I'm 22. Okay. Yeah, yeah so I, I had met him. He was super cool and, like, open with his content and just, like, just a chill dude on, like, on video and off video, too, because mm-hmm. he's, like, I've I've had people ask me like oh how is he you know mm-hmm. and like off the camera which is a weird He's thing the to same ask person exactly exact, not exact filming, same person exact same person and that's what I noticed off rip I'm like yeah you're you're genuine you're authentic yeah. bro and exactly. I, can, I, have, I can really appreciate that you know? and especially like I don't know how many people you've ran into that are either like themselves on camera or not like themselves off camera mm-hmm. that's something I definitely appreciate about him too because I try to like be authentic. And when I do my content or like podcast, because it's just like if you record so much stuff after a while, people are going to know if you're like phony or if you're yeah, bullshitting. Right. Yeah, yeah. So it's like and you do open yourself up to like making mistakes. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just part of the process. Like, I, I mean, <laughs> we'll probably get canceled. Like, in, no, you know, we've said some stuff that it just should yeah, not be yeah. put it's, out. It's, it's just is <laughs> yeah. what it is. It's part of the process. Yeah, it's part yeah. of it, man. But yeah, shout out. Shout out to him. So, yeah, let's break down that video a little bit. All right, so all right. it was like, it was he. I think he had mentioned it to me. He DM me and he's like, "Yeah, we're recording this video. If you want to hop in it." And like <laughs> I, I've seen some of them on YouTube. It was mm-hmm. like, uh, just like a lineup of mm-hmm. rate these. What's his name Sid the Kid. Uh, uh, King Sid. King, King Sid. Sid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, Sid. he's killing it right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it was like rate. <laughs> rate these people off lineup or whatever. And I'm yeah. thinking like, oh shit. I'm thinking like we're gonna rate the girls and that, then they're gonna rate gonna us bro i i was oh, fuck i i'm thinking back to it because i'm like i just came in like some regular fit i think i had just gotten off work yeah, but yeah. It, <laughs> he said he came in the regular fit bro yeah it's just it's just like a super superficial thing yeah you know and like you sign up for it so like you, you should know and i didn't yeah. think like okay let me wear my best fit yeah, let me yeah. i did get a, i did get a fresh cut yeah. so yeah we'll talk about how it went so you said for you you like i i remember i remember as well mm-hmm. um but yeah just break down how was that experience for you just do shit i mean it was it was cool bro um it was definitely cool being there i'm not, it was some points where i just like it, the whole environment was cool like he right. the way that he got everybody ready for the video the way that he was you know, leading being the the owner of the channel and mm-hmm. actually being the creative that he is. It, but it was interesting to see once the cam once the camera started rolling, like he was immediately just like no cap Kobe. Like he's still the same person, but it's just like a difference in the presence that he in holds. Yeah, you gotta start right. entertain and yeah. do your thing. And that was different for me too. So kind of seeing him be able to lead all of these people and, and just turn and, it on and be the center of attention yeah. the whole time and, and conduct himself so well. I was like, yeah, I can, I can definitely appreciate that for sure. It kind of gives you an insight of like why he's so popular. Exactly. You know, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, we got to meet each other. They sub he separated uh girls and boys, you know, mm-hmm. and like, and, and this environment, like I, I don't, I've never been in a big YouTuber ask environment. Yeah, I'm not I really either, bro. Yeah. So, cause this was your first YouTube video ever. Yeah. And it's, that's not a normal no. video to be in bro, bro yeah, what I was, was like, that like i was like this is, this is gonna be my my gateway into youtube i'm like do i really want to do this i was i was really debating because for a long time I, I try to figure out exactly what i want my my brand to represent and and what i want to be a part of you know okay. so i was like if i want my brand to be like self-improvement mindset lifestyle that and kind of stuff like doesn't make sense for me to participate in a video like this but 
it's just it's not that deep you know what i'm saying like yep, like exactly. like, like go you know see what it's like and i, I enjoyed myself for sure so like uh after that i was in a few of my other friends videos okay uh, one of my other friends uh his name is maury bands so i don't know if you've heard okay. of him mm -hmm. before but he's, he's coming up in the youtube space in st louis he's done a few different things and uh it was I, I was a smasher pass too, so like I, 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I went I went from the from the uh, girls rate guys to the smasher pass, yeah. so like it was it was a cool transition. That would, that would always be a fun thing, and it is yeah. like a vulnerable thing. You have to be like you have to be have some sort of security in yeah. yourself. Yeah, if you're yeah. like, yeah, I mean, yeah. for me, like I don't think I really knew. Like I, I knew what the videos were, mm -hmm. but I was like, oh, should I look good, bro? Like I'm, I'm like I'm good. Like if I, I mean, if you see if you watch the video, like I'm like near the end and most <laughs> most of the things and i'm like a lot of times it comes down to like height and shit plays a factor yeah, and i'm like fucking factor, bro. yeah i'm like five five uh eight five nine inches mm -hmm. and like some some people there they're like six foot and it's like yeah. i didn't even think about i wasn't even thinking about like that deep i was just like oh it's kobe i get to see like mm -hmm. nemo and shit yeah. and then like being a fun video i wasn't <laughs> like it, it really doesn't matter at the yeah, end of the day yeah. i mean yeah it was, it's just it's, like a fun thing it's not that deep but at the end of the day you know like go in have fun man it, the people that I met there were some dope people. It was some people I already knew too. Yeah. So, but I'm not gonna lie. Like there were certain moments where I just kind of felt like I didn't really know who to talk to or, yeah, what, or right. what to do. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just kind of there for. Because like in between the segments, you guys are talking and like chopping it up, right? Yeah, talking and chopping it up. Like I would have different conversations with some people and just talk about different stuff. But I don't know. Like I'm. It takes a certain kind of person for me to really like dive deep into. A, a, a real conversation like we were yeah. talking for a yeah. second yeah you know, we were right? talking that's yeah. that's where i originally met you and then like that's part of the reason why i mean you're here today and like i wanted to get you on the pod um because we were just talking about like life and like what kind of like what kind of content you do mm -hmm. and um and that's something i'm kind of curious about too i wanted to ask like going through your page because i've never met you you know mm -hmm. at that that little function right, and stuff right, like right. that. So like going through your page, I just see your content. It's very, it's a lot of quality to it, right? Uh, I appreciate that. No, that seriously, it's really, like, really good quality content. Like if you're from St. Louis, check them out. Uh, we'll leave it in the description. But my question is like, when it goes into making content like that, mm -hmm. is that come from a place of like that, that passion, does that come from like a place of pain or is that a, a place of purpose? Like, did you just wake up one day and be like, I need to do this? Or did you wake up and say, where you're like, I'm, I'm in a bad spot in my life. I need to switch it up. Because I know we talked about it off podcast. Yeah, but. like off pod, you know, I, I briefly mentioned that the reason why I started creating was because I started experiencing things that I had never felt before. Right. Like to to get into my life story, just I'm, I'm trying to sum sure, it up, sum sure, it up yeah. real, real quick. But uh, oh, we got time, bro. Okay, say, say <laughs> less, say less. I was, uh, I was like in high school and like K through 12, you know what I'm saying? I was always the kid that... People would look to him and be like, yeah, he's he's smart. He's going somewhere. Like okay. I, I had the good grades. I was I was a pretty decent athlete. You know what I'm saying? Uh, family, family. Yeah. How F was it? Family, family was cool, bro. I mean, like I I grew up with mostly my my grandma and grandpa, mm -hmm. and then my mom's too. Mm -hmm. Dad was never really a part of my life, but my, but my the way my grandparents raised me, they raised me a certain way to where I never felt like I was missing anything. Yeah, I, and, I feel the same. Yeah, and that's the reason why I am the way I am now. Like, if you have a conversation with me and I tell you, like, I'm 22, people don't believe me at first. I'm like, mm -hmm. no, you're capping. I'm like, I just I just was raised by uh, some grandparents that had some wisdom to instill into me, and I decided to listen, Facts. you know? Yeah, but, um, it accelerates your maturity a bit, you know? Yeah, I, I definitely agree. So, you know, I, I had I had this whole little plan, you know, like, I was like, okay, you, you get the good grades in high school, <clears throat> excuse me 
And then you go to college, you get the degree, you get the six-figure job. Yep. That's the way people thought my life was going to go. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, I graduated high school, and I decided I wanted to be some sort of engineer. So I went to Missouri S&T yep. for a year, and I knew that whatever type of engineering that I was going to be, they were going to have it. You know, So I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm, I'm covering all my bases here. I'm good. And it was a top three engineering school in the country, but, but that also made the classes extremely difficult when it came to math and science. Mm. So um, I started going through that, and there was a point in my life where I just – I, I was I wasn't doing good in school. Um, I was isolating myself from my family. This was college. Yeah, this is this was college, bro. It's so easy to isolate yourself at Rolla. Oh, it's and, very oh, easy. absolutely. It's, it's super very easy. easy for those who are in from life. St. Louis. That <laughs> Rolla is about what two hours away? Yeah. Hour and a half. About about an hour hour and forty something like that. Hour Depending, forty yeah, from yeah, St. Louis. On, yeah. So there's literally nothing out there really, unless it's like in that little community. Mm-hmm. So yeah, wow. and, and the black community, it's it's actually been growing since I left, which is mm-hmm. you know great for them. But when I was there, nobody was really interacting as heavily. And then COVID also was right. a thing too. So okay. during that time frame, I was also like, it was it was my, my first very serious relationship post high school. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I really wanted to get this one right. What uh, what year was that when you went out there? Uh, when I went out to college, because you said it was near the pandemic. Was it like right before? Yeah, so like, like my freshman year was. Well, I graduated in 2019. Okay. Okay. So this was like right before the fucking yeah, storm. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So you know, our, our freshman year, COVID hit, yeah. and then we had to go back home, and we didn't really get the second half of the semester. So once we came back, uh, during that time frame, me and the the girl had started dating. You know, and it was it was cool. Like it was a person that I, I really held in high regard, and I felt like we connected on a lot of levels. But there was a lot of different things wrong in the way that we held yeah, the, the dynamic of our relationship, and uh, I felt myself. I felt like I was losing myself by trying to adhere to her needs a lot of the time. I think that that's uh, something that happens, especially like in your first relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you're a guy, like you, like your first relationship, you're not thinking about the second, third, or whatever is going to happen after. You're just like trying to make this one work. Yeah, you're, like make sure this one's good. If if it's good enough, you're, you're like, okay, this is a person I want to marry. Mm-hmm. You know, like if they need anything, I'm down for it. That's but facts. you don't necessarily realize you sh- can't completely sacrifice yourself and especially being like super young mm-hmm. depending on when people get in their relationships but like being super young you have to f- worry about yourself as well you know you do you know and you have to figure out what you need as well you know like it has to be mutual there 100 and it's and i'm not saying anything to you know talk about her bad or nothing it was right, just, right. it was just the dynamic that we held it just wasn't really constructive and yeah. it wasn't really going to move us forward i feel like effectively so when that was failing um i was failing yeah. <laughs> in college things yeah. just kind of weren't work weren't working out and i have this bad tendency of isolating myself mm-hmm. when i feel like i'm struggling like with something yep. which is the exact opposite of what you should do obviously correct. but correct. you know you know how life goes mm-hmm. and uh during that time frame, it was a point in my life where I was I was smoking weed so much, bro. I was just consuming myself with different things that would distract me from what I was really feeling. Mm-hmm. It can take over and your life. Yeah, it can. It yeah, can, it man. Can. I'm, and it's not like it's a bad thing all the time. No, no, no. But, no, no, but no, it no, has no. it has to come with some sort of balance. Right? Yeah, like correct. if you're if you're escaping from the thoughts that you're experiencing on a daily basis like you're smoking to remove that and just and just numb whatever feelings that you're having yep and then you're not allowing yourself to process your emotions and yeah. I, I was never the type of person that would not be able to communicate how i was feeling but it, yeah. but it got to a point to where i try to have a conversation with the, with shorty and i'm like i can't even 
hold a conversation without getting so emotional and breaking down. Yeah. And I'm like, this, is, this isn't this is right. Was it just, like, toxic stuff going on? Like, the way you guys would communicate? Or- I would say, um... I, it was, I guess you could say kind of toxic, bro, but toxic is such a weird word, bro. Yeah. I, I would just say Hate that, that word. it was just the way that we communicated. Um, how would I describe it? I would say we weren't really, we didn't get, we didn't start it off right. Okay. We, didn't, we didn't start things off right. And I think it was really my fault because of the fact that when I, you know, the, the, the puppy dog stage and the puppy mm-hmm. love stage, yep. like I was, I consistently allowed myself to be, under her all the time mm-hmm. and that's not really overlooked yeah that's not really how i can that's not really how i can function in a relationship yeah. like i have to have a mission and a purpose yeah. outside of the person that i'm with and if i don't have that then things start to kind of fall apart yeah so yeah. we're gonna get into man. it but i do want to yeah. talk about since you mentioned the weird thing um do you smoke now or no i do yeah i yeah. do I, I, I really try to like watch how much i consume though like at, like there's certain points where I'll pick it up more than I would like to, and then mm-hmm. I'll I'll say, okay, it's time to give it a rest, you know, cleanse mm-hmm. myself and, and get that together too. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But I I would say that overall, um, I just kind of enjoy it because I love having conversations with people, and a lot of the time, if you if you got a little gas in you, you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Like it's 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 easy to kind of unwind, right. relax, and then really kind of put your thoughts. Yeah, yeah, go deep. Um, when did you start? I started when I was. I started. I didn't smoke heavily until like freshman year of college, for real. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember I I started smoking when I was like, I think eighteen, mm-hmm. eighteen, nineteen, and yeah, I was like I doing this, nineteen, doing the same thing, like going to college. I just quit like two months ago, like two two and a half months ago or something. Yeah, yeah. I stopped uh, drinking and smoking completely, mm-hmm. just because like it. You can you can get through life functioning well with it and stuff, and like. For me personally, it was just like it got to a point where it's like, okay, I could like go to work high. Like I wouldn't mm-hmm. work at, um, I wouldn't do like any radio stuff high because I would just like it's too, too much of a risk yeah, and like yeah, yeah. it costs too much money if I fuck up. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, I mean, I have another job too, so I would go there and be like stoned and shit. And then it was just like I didn't feel like I was getting my maximum potential. Through, yeah. through, um, in terms of like work or content right. or production, but it's interesting too. It's like a two sided thing mm-hmm. because when I would film a lot, um, people have their creative process, and if I if I like smoke and then like s- sit down at the Adobe, like I got everything filmed and I sit down at like Premiere Pro, mm-hmm. then it's just like ideas just like flowing. Really? So it, it was a creativity booster for you, definitely. But it's also like put me in a it, it held me down a little bit because it's like you can have all the creativity in the world but without the actual production yeah yeah is it worth it you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah and you still got a belief in your own ability and if you want to use it that's fine it's just for me personally it's like mm-hmm. i want to maximize like i said i'm 25 now so it's like i want to maximize uh my potential and stuff build stuff that is going to last a very long time yeah. and i want to f- be able to focus on that but right yeah so, uh, I mean, there's different creative realms, mm-hmm. uh, not even just creative realms, but there's different realms of life. And I feel like your content does a lot of like, uh, exploring and it gives advice mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. different, uh, different things, whether it's like people say health, wealth, and, uh, fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you like kind of categorize your content? 
I would say that it's just each aspect of my life that I hold most important. You know, like um, I always kind of like you know throwing on a good fit and doing doing some fashion related things. So yeah, mm-hmm. you got some good fits. I, I you got some good it. fits. It's not too crazy. You know? I mean, <laughs> some slight. Yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah. So like I I, I love doing that. So you'll yeah. see you'll see some good fits here and there. You know what I'm saying? And then uh, so when I first started, that was all I did though. I would do like fashion related content because I thought I wanted to be a, a fashion influencer. Like, mm-hmm. I, thought I, I thought I wanted to build up build out that way. But then I just I realized that I st- I started to question like what was most valuable about me and what could I present that mm. people would find would get the most out of you know so I started asking the people that was closest to me and then I would ask some people that were that weren't as close to me as well and I would look for the things that overlapped and that's how I figured out that I wanted to focus more on mindset like self improvement okay. and you know different pieces of wisdom and stuff like that so I try to incorporate that in whatever I produce now. So, what's up. Yeah. so when you're making like self-improvement content, um, is it hard to come up with ideas or if you're going through like, I guess, a lower phase or like low vibes or like you're not really feeling it? Is it hard to make that kind of content or does it motivate you? It can be. Sometimes, like I would say that I I put so much pressure on myself sometimes. Yeah, and, for sure. And I, I talk about that a lot. Like I, I, I never want people to feel like I'm just this motivated person that wakes up and gets active and, and never feels like I... Like I'm, like I'm low, you know. And I feel like some of the, some of the content that I make might portray that. But if you watch long enough and you see the different phases of of my life and and different thoughts that I've had, you can see where mm-hmm. I'm I'm consistently questioning my my own thoughts, mm-hmm. which is a good thing and a bad thing, mm-hmm. you know. Like, what is it like? Do you ever have internal conflicts like that? Do you? Do you oh yeah, stuff like that. I'm go, go ahead yeah. first. Um, I would say. Because I have a question, like a follow-up question to this, but I would Mm -hmm. say I do have those conflicts as far as like everyday life Mm -hmm. and just how you process certain thoughts. Um, But I was going to ask, like, it's like you talked about how you like to focus on certain aspects of your life. Mm -hmm. When you look at like today's world and kind of like how you structure that life, Mm -hmm. I remember there's a, you know, like a little pyramid in school that shows you, you know, you're supposed to have like family this portion you have talking about Maslow's hierarchy needs yeah you got like different portions of your life and how that is supposed to go Mm -hmm. do you think that still applies to today's world Mm. I think that I think that without prioritizing what you find most important you will never live the life that you really desire you know Um, you got to sit down and ask yourself what is what's most important Mm -hmm. you know what do what do I think is most important and what types of experiences, relationships, and and connections do I find fill my cup the most? Mm-hmm. And how did how, what makes me feel most fulfilled? You know, I think uh, one of the things you tweeted was uh, comes it basically comes from the quote of like, uh, if you don't stand for anything, you'll fall, or if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Yeah, basically. So yeah, that's that's definitely important. Like you said, like find your uh, core values. Yeah, bro, and I think that all started from you know we talked a little bit off camera about the pod that I used to do with mm-hmm. my friend, like fake pod, Instagram lives. You know, I never yeah. posted in a podcast in the realm, but it all started with us trying to figure out what kind of man that we really wanted to be by the time we mm. were married and with a family. Mm-hmm. Like, what do those values look like? And then how do we how do we work backwards to figure out where we are right now in order to get there? So if, the, if those are the type of things that I prioritize or that I feel like the person that I ideally want to be in a decade will prioritize, then how can I make my actions align with those specific things? Yeah, one of the things uh, me and Kenny talked about a while back when we were uh, younger 
It's like there comes this point, and I can only speak from a, a man's perspective, but there comes a point in a man's life where there's like a, a switch that kind of just flips, and it's mm-hmm. like, like you said, you start to think about what do I really value? Where do I want my life to be? Some people like will mask it and and fold, you know, yep. and they won't really like accept that. They won't really like move on from there, and it's like a lot of people's growth isn't necessarily just like exponential growth like mm-hmm. ups and downs ups and downs that's life yeah that's but, how it goes bro yeah yeah it's it's funny for the question about internal conflict uh that's i think that's definitely a big factor about life and that's that's how you grow essentially is just asking yourself different questions um i go through it all the time um i talk to like one of the i can talk to my mom and like she's a very like smart woman and mm-hmm. like can challenge me on like my ideas and why i think the way i do Mm -hmm. and just i work in an industry where like people give their opinions and i think that's a beautiful thing i think uh being able to believe what you believe and uh be able to think what you want to think and like work through those ideas i think that's a fundamental an important fundamental of society and like Mm -hmm. one reason i like uh living in america is because you can actually have these opinions whether or not people agree with you or not and like obviously not everybody feels that way and like think thinks that like people should think this way people should think that way but i think there's beauty in the fact that you can think what you want and like have a great segue because i was going to say like you talked about relationships mm-hmm. and how, you know, building a relationship with someone and making, making like a genuine connection is important. Yeah, we talked about Kobe. What do you believe is more important when you build relationships? Do you think it's more important to be natural in relationships or is it more important to be likable in relationships? If you focus on being likable to the person that you're trying to, you know, end up with or mm-hmm. you're trying to impress them and that requires you to step outside of yourself, then you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's, it's so much more important to remain who you are and figure out who what type of person that aligns with and what type of compatibility that would require for in order to build something that's truly genuine and authentic. A hundred percent. And I agree with you on that. Like, have you ever had an experience where you stepped outside of yourself to try to impress someone? And how did that work out for you? True. And the thing is, like, whenever you do do that, like, where you have that that person you try to impress or... <clears throat> Like, I was in a five-year relationship, so, like, that, my wake-up call to the game was, like, you know, a couple months ago, like, a year ago. And, um, you know, like like you said, it's, like, you do have to step outside of yourself in order to know how you're perceived. Mm-hmm. And you want to make sure that you're perceived as a person who is genuine because you basically put off what you get back, you know? Yeah. And if you let in people who are not genuine, that can bring you down and you can start to lose sense of self. And that's why it's very important, in my opinion, to have that natural relationship building people that you can kind of latch onto and say, we share something here. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. And I think I think the reason why I like doing stuff like this so much and just having conversations in general is because mm-hmm. I, I honestly value different perspectives. 100 percent. Like it's 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 everything to me to be able to hear why somebody thinks the way they think. And even if it contradicts with what I may believe, 100 percent, maybe I'm able to pull something out of that. That's like, oh, OK, well, I can see why you feel that way. Like. Even if I feel differently, I can still listen and understand your perspective with, without feeling like I need to battle with you over it. You know? Yeah, that's an important. I mean, that's kind of why this podcast works and like why we like podcasting and yeah. um, just kind of like why we started it is just to have conversations with different people and like mm-hmm. 
have different beliefs. It's definitely important. Um, I want to ask you about one of your tweets you have here. Mm-hmm. It says, uh, stop blaming uh, where or how you grew up for the caliber of person that you are today. Take some respons- or take some accountability for the person you become. If you don't like it, I'd suggest you make some changes because as an adult, the ball is in your court. Can you explain that a little bit? Yeah, man. I mean, you the person that you are by the time that you're like 10, 15, uh, or you're a teen is, is highly attributed or extremely um, based upon how you were raised or the environment that you were in. 100%. And, and, and those, that determines your values. Now, if you don't do the work to put yourself in different positions to get different perspectives and allow yourself to hear um, different sides of the story that mm-hmm. are maybe that contradict what you may believe, mm-hmm. then how can you really grow? Yeah, you know, that's why you know, like I said, this is so important to me because the more that I talk to different people and gain their experiences, then the more that I feel like the ball is in my court on whether or not that I change myself. Yeah, hundred percent. I think. I mean, maybe you should start a podcast, and you know. <laughs> hey, man, I I, th- I think it's I think that's gonna happen in the future for sure. Yeah, because you already got yeah. the creative side. That's something we had to learn. Um, just like as we've done it, we've gotten better at just communicating with mm-hmm. people. Yeah. learning like how to like not cut people off how to let people express their full mm-hmm. um opinions and stuff it's it's definitely an interesting thing yeah but uh one thing i don't know if you ever you know charlamagne the god yeah um so one thing his book uh uh black privilege opportunity comes to those who wait mm-hmm. uh, i read that one i, I listen to books because i'm like an audio person mm-hmm. um yeah me too like an auditory learner but mm-hmm. um one thing he said it's kind of like similar to that tweet um, it's just about like everyone has privilege in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. Like for example, say say you're walking at night, right, outside, and I mean we're in St. Louis, it's dark, <laughs> and I mean you're you're like a black man, right? If if it's you versus like let's say like some woman walking down the street, potentially you have certain privileges there and you have certain like i guess non-privileges yeah yeah so let's say for example maybe a cop might stop you that's one thing but also let's say somebody it's like a hella crackheads i call them wanderers walking around here <laughs> uh, some walkers. it's, it's wanderers. a fact it's a walkers fact is crazy. it's a fact <laughs> i say walkers, i say wanderers bro. i say wanderers because hey, from like, st louis you know I, <laughs> <laughs> I've been here. I mean, sometimes I have to work here at like four a.m. and I have to like I'm here at like three thirty, just like driving the streets. Yeah. It's a lot of wanderers walking around, bro. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a fact. Sorry, it's a fact. But uh, oh, maybe they might like if it, say it's a woman walking by herself, they might rob her and attack her. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. like if they see you, maybe they're like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like people target different people for different reasons. Right. You know? Exactly. There's like that's throughout society. Like mm-hmm. there's different privileges. So I, I just think that's something that's important, and I I like the fact that you tweeted that because, like, yeah. like you said, there's nurture versus nature. Like, the way you're taught, the way you're raised is definitely going to um, affect your belief system mm-hmm. as you get older. And uh, it's, it's something to keep in mind that, like, if, if you are, if anybody's listening to this and they are, like, not the person they want to be, which most people aren't the person they want to be, mm-hmm. you know? Like, mm-hmm. you should... In my opinion, you should want to grow mm-hmm. and be better. But it's definitely like don't blame your circumstance Correct. and just be stuck in that mindset of like I'm here because of how I was raised. I'm unlucky. 
it is what it is and Correct. that's how it's always going to be because yeah. you'll never get to where you want to be and like as a when you go back to like what you just said too like when i was growing up mm-hmm. my mom would do this thing where like she would say because i was like you know in school and like grade school and like middle school you know there's days where you're late days where you miss the bus shit like that and you know i got a black mother obviously my mom would beat my ass whenever i'd miss the bus or <laughs> i'd be late yeah. and one of the things she told me that still sticks with me today is she would say you're setting up yourself for who you want to be. You're basically building habits for who you're going to be as an adult, as an as an adult man. So in other words, if I was hitting snooze on my alarm, if I didn't have my shoes and my clothes laid out at night, if I didn't have my soap ready and my toothbrush ready, making sure I had certain things ready to go for me when I when that alarm goes off, I was basically putting myself at a disadvantage. Yeah. I was putting myself behind the curve and uh that's something that stuck with me, man. As a man, that that's something that really does stick with you, and that just keeps replaying in my head. Is like she told me, like she told me as a kid. Then is like it's basically you versus you, and so you know if you're basically hitting that snooze button, getting that extra five minutes of sleep, you're putting yourself five minutes behind everybody else. So you can keep doing it if you want, but you're building habits to be that person as an adult, and it's just one of those things that just stuck with me, man. Because like it makes you not build bad habits, it makes you not go down that road, not take the easy route. Mm-hmm. You know, so very, yeah, very, like, very powerful. That's that's major, man. And having somebody to say something like that to you at a young age is had a single is, mom is monumental, bro. Yeah, monumental. she she was very, very, very strong. And you, when you go back to like how you were raised, mm-hmm. that definitely does show because I mean she was trying her best, man, every day. And so, uh, like we talked about it before, you know, it was points in my time where I was homeless and stuff, and you know, you got you go through that kind of adversity so many times. It, it instills a certain wake up in you that you just really can't you can't get rid of that. So. So would you say that because you've been through situations like that, that you've built an ability to persevere? Oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah. Um, and I think also our environment, St. Louis. I mean, if you guys know St. Louis, you hear it on TV. Oh, it's no more murder capital in the world. It's it's not if you know where, where to go, where to be and where to surround yourself, you'll be fine. But it is definitely you one of those be, cities. You might be fine. It's definitely one of those cities, though, man. It's a grind. Just randomly, like, it's a grind. I mean, man, yeah. like it's it's so crazy, it's bro. This is one of my most vivid childhood memories. Mm-hmm. I was probably about ten or eleven, okay. and consistently for weeks, I would come home and watch the news because I used to watch the news with my grandparents just to kind of see what was going on and stuff. And at the beginning of every news segment. They would talk about who had died that day. Mm-hmm. So I remember in my child mind, I was literally like watching TV and be like, hmm, I wonder who's going to die today. And yes. that's and that's a crazy way to think. Crazy way a to crazy think. Way to think. Mm-hmm. And I, I just got so used to hearing about death in this city, man. Mm-hmm. It, it was continuous for mm-hmm. days and days. And I, I just started anticipating it. And it's crazy that you have to do that when it comes to the city that you live in. But it's just the reality of, of St. Louis a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah. It's just home. Um, you know, you're growing up. Mm-hmm. It's just home. So. I, I do, uh, I produce for news talk and radio, so sometimes we're talking about just, like, crime, sometimes we're talking politics, but, like, we do have news at, at the beginning of every hour, mm-hmm. and, like, that's literally the first thing you hear, this person's been <laughs> shot, this, it's, it's a reality of life, but, I mean, you also have yeah. the, it, we do live in one of the most dangerous places, I mean, it's more, like, on the east side, but, uh, I mean, north, north as well, yeah, just depends, well, yeah. it, it can pop off anywhere. <laughs> but uh, it it does like sometimes you just have to take perspective as well because I'll, I'll hear people complaining sometimes about just like stuff that's not important mm-hmm. and I don't take the stance always and I I complain about stuff as well, um, but 
I'll hear just people complaining about stuff that doesn't really matter. No. And I'm like, at least you don't like live in Ukraine right now. At least you're not like uh, privilege trafficking. Is inevitable. Bro. Yeah, it's, oh, it's inevitable. And I, there was a, a class that I took in high school. It was AP literature. And I okay. would never forget the fact that she instilled what privilege really means. Mm-hmm. Um, there's you always have it better than somebody else. And there's always somebody that has it better than you. Yeah. You know? Like you're if you look at you, you, you walk around with two with two legs and two feet. Mm-hmm. There's people that don't have that. So you're privileged over those people. Yeah. But then there's, you know, um, there's socioeconomical issues that m- place you behind the starting line when you're born. Mm-hmm. So you're automatically at a disadvantage and people have a privilege over you in those situations as well. Were you, were you taught that at young? Um, I was taught the reality you know, yeah. like that I had to present myself a certain way if I wanted to appear um to if I wanted to appear acceptable in mm-hmm. in some rooms, that's and huge. Who, who who taught you that? Do you remember the advice? Yeah, it was it was my grandma, and mm-hmm. it, it was really just she just always wanted me to conduct myself in a respectful manner in all rooms. Like that's and, huge. And I remember being a kid, and whenever I would go somewhere, and I would come back and be like, "Yeah, Kalen's such a respectful kid. Like he he would we didn't have any problems out of him. Like I was I was a pretty I was a pretty good kid overall. I, I didn't mm-hmm. cause too many problems." Mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't really feel the need to push the envelope too much, and if I did, it wasn't something too crazy. So yeah. yes, yeah. ma'am, no ma'am. Yeah, for, for the most part, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I mean, for me, it was kind of similar, but I mean, I wasn't the best kid. I like to like, I didn't like to get caught. That's the that's the thing. Like if I was doing, if I was fucking around <laughs> or something in school. I only got in trouble one time, mm-hmm. and that's for like leaving campus and like going to subway or something. But uh, <laughs> like a big thing. But I, I mean, I wasn't the best but i was always taught like a lot of my uh fundamental morals i was i was raised uh catholic from basically my grandparents now now i'm more agnostic but uh and for for those we can get into that later um for those who don't really know the true definition of what that means but um it's definitely like you definitely have to carry carry some morality about you i feel like and my so i'm I'm mixed race my mom's white my dad's black and i was taught from my mom that like and this is early i don't know how old that was probably like 10 11 mm-hmm. she's like people are like the way i present like if from white people they're gonna be like oh he's a black dude or like Arab or some shit, you know, they don't right. they don't really know or Mexican. It just depends right. on the day. <laughs> yeah. But uh in the tan. Huh? Yeah, right. exactly. They're like, you're gonna she basically told me like you're gonna have to work harder in this life just because that's how it is. Yeah. And I think that's an important lesson. I think that's why family is important. Yeah. Um just to give you advice and teach you really how you should act throughout this world. 100%. If you wanna maximize who you are or just like survive, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's important. What do you think about that? I, I think a lot about that. I mean, that's that's definitely like what we live in. And, um, you know, growing up, me and Drew were called county brownies and shit like that. Because <laughs> that's a big how, thing in St. Louis. That's because a big of how, thing. Yeah, bro, because Sorry, of how bro. we talk and yeah. how we present ourselves, what we wear. Bro. And the thing is, like, <laughs> <laughs> bro, it's yeah. funny. It was funny, bro. But it's like, that's just who we were. That's I who we know, are. Man. Like, it was, it was, you know? it was, it's funny now for mm-hmm. me, but 
back then, like I was, I was raised to talk a certain way. Yeah, I was bro. raised to, to, I had a, I had a large vocabulary. Yes. A, lot, a lot of people didn't use the type of words that I yes. used. So I would, that. I would constantly get that I talk white. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I adopted some slang here and there. So you'll kind of hear it come in and out whenever I feel like I really need to express something. I use, you know, I really articulate and use some different words. Sure. Code switch? But I don't know. I think it, I think it just kind of <laughs> plays. be honest. It just kind of plays into who I am, though. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's overall natural. Like, I can, yeah. be, I can be talking to whoever. And yep. And I can I can say like you know what I'm saying and then I can I can use all the different you know uh, lingo all the lingo and yep. stuff like yeah. that but if I if I if it's a point that I really want to get across then I have to use words that allow me to do it the exactly. way I like to. I feel like code switching implies I feel like code switching implies that it's not genuine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. It, it it really can be, especially if you're like, it, like I said, I'm half white, half black. If I'm around more white people, I will. Honestly, now nowadays though, I just talk how I talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not gonna like. I'm gonna be respectful and Correct. and keep in mind the environment that I'm in. Correct, like and that. That's important. Yeah, it's yeah. very important, and that's the thing. I I was raised North County. You know what I mean? Like that is in me. But like a lot of people can assume because you know we went to Limburg and stuff like that, schools that are in West County, South County, that it's like, oh, they must have already always been around that. No, like it's just who we are as people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I went to I went to Hazelwood East. Like yeah. I, was, I was in Hazelwood my whole life. So. Yeah. I was around a lot of a lot of different kids, you know what I'm saying, and, right. we, and it was also a whole lot of kids that just kind of came from like low income community, low income families, it's a and lot stuff of like that, that too. too. Yep. And a lot of a lot of them kind of they didn't really care about doing good in school. They didn't really care about how they sounded and how they talked. And, yeah. And and how, how they communicated in different ways. So it was it was interesting for me to grow up in an area like that, and that's why a lot of the time people looked at me differently, like for, mm-hmm. for having good grades and stuff. And people would literally bully me because I was smart. They yeah. would try to in so many situations. Yeah. So I wanted to ask real quick before we get off on a, a different thing. Yeah. What What does it take to like be motivated to motivate? What like does you it take speak to be on motivated that? to motivate? Yeah. Like like, what does it take for you in order to be like? Make your content. It'll get that I, message across. Present I think, this to the I think initially, I thought that I would have to. I have. I would have to feel amazing all the time to motivate people. But mm. that's just not reality. Some of the best and most impactful pieces of content that I've created have come from places of the most vulnerable that I've ever been. Mm-hmm. You know. So if the reason why I even started creating before I started before Earth to Kalo was a thing, before I even started producing the type of videos that y'all saw, mm-hmm. I was on a spam page, and it was. I looked myself in the mirror one day, and I was like. How long? What you mean? How, How long? long were you looking at yourself in the mirror? Uh, probably like a solid like thirty seconds. Bro. Okay, like, so it not was, like it was. It was. It ap- wasn't like you were stoned and you were just like nah, like, locked nah, in. it was. If, if I'm gonna be, if I'm be real, real with you, mm-hmm. it was after a, a breakdown that I had, mm-hmm. and oh, wow, yeah. and it, it was something that my ex's mom had said about me, and it hit me so hard. Yeah, and I looked myself in the mirror, and I felt like I couldn't recognize myself anymore. So mm-hmm. I felt like I needed to make some kind of change. So I just started presenting the changes that I was making and the things that I was doing to change to a very small platform. And mm-hmm. those people started appreciating what I was putting out there. Like I say, I'm going to the gym today. Mm-hmm. I'm going to focus on making sure that I do the things to make myself feel good. Um, I'm putting down I'm putting down the weed for a while. I'm, st- yep. I'm, I'm working out. Like all of these things compounded and made me feel better about myself. But they also motiv- motivated people to do the same thing. So was this like to like a small group of friends was just a random strangers it was, i mean it was probably like it was well, mostly people that i knew but okay. you know it's just like some some were just instagram friends too i probably had a cool like 80 90 followers on that page mm-hmm. like it, it was more close-knit and Good. i felt more comfortable being, being vulnerable at a small scale until i got really comfortable talking about 
the things that I've been through and the lowest points that I've had to yeah, any, anybody that I meet, you know. Mm-hmm. It's very Not, important. Yeah, that's definitely important uh, to be vulnerable and, like, be able to, you know, express the stuff you've been through because you never know, like, even somebody listening to this may have gone through some shit and some words we say might help them, you know? You literally never know, bro. And sometimes mm-hmm. it'll be a post that I make, and it's not like I have the most followers to get the most engagement, but somebody will shoot me a DM and say, I really appreciate what you create. And that's what that's what I do it for at the end of the day. I think know? people gravitate towards positive energy, positive influence, stuff like that. And yeah, we're definitely in the time, you know, of consuming media and how we consume media. And I've noticed like with your media, it's mostly like things like reels, things like mm-hmm. shorts. Do you consume, do you think consuming media that is, is, is that the future of consuming media you think? Instead of like doing, you know, you have like these videos that were like back in the day, it'd be like 15 minutes. I'm going to show you how to read these books and get this car driving right behind me. Attention spans continue to decrease yeah. at a very high percentage every decade. I'm telling every, you. Really every year, for being honest. Look at TikTok. Yeah, like TikTok is doing great because it allows people to get that hit of dopamine and get exactly what they want yep. when it comes from value, you know, whether you're being entertained, informed. Mm-hmm inspired mm-hmm. or validated for whatever you're feeling it yep. allows you to get that really quickly and consistently yep and the algorithm they created also allows it to learn exactly what you want to engage and interact with mm-hmm. which is why it was so monumental for the social media space yeah do you try to cater like your social media like your explore page to like just be positive more positive or yeah is I, it just I, like I booty through, pics on there no, no. <laughs> <laughs> bro I, yeah, I mean like there was there was a point where you know i was following some ig models and stuff like that but like i had i purged my socials a long time ago yeah like, it's i, very I had important. to unfollow so many people it's very and it, it was it was some people that i know too you know it was just like yeah. but I, but i think that people take it personally yeah. But I don't because all it means at the end of the day is this: I just don't want to see what you You're post. Cool. Yeah. That, that doesn't mean yeah, that I'm not friends with you. I'm not cool with you. It's just certain things that you create that I don't really need to see in my feed. And no. You know what's interesting? Yeah. As um, sometimes I will uh, like I'll, if I meet somebody new, I'll follow them, and like if they just post like bullshit, like I'll keep them as I'll keep following them, but I'll just mute their posts yeah, and stories. Yeah. Which I mean, it doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, it's just like social media numbers. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I just like matters though. Yeah, you know, we talked. We talked about yeah. that. It matters so much. It matters bro. a like, lot. If you, if all you're consuming is what's on the shade room yeah. and what's on what Justin LeBoy is is posting, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Then then that affects you. You know yeah. that affects you or your core. Yeah. Like the, the things that you consume control what you present into the world as well. So if yeah. you, if if you listen to crap, if you eat crap. And you watch crap all day, then what do you what are you gonna feel like? Yeah, crap. Um, there's there's inter- a couple things from that I want to get into, but that the first thing I had I purged was like meme pages. I don't mm-hmm. really follow mm-hmm. any meme pages. Yeah, because like that shit is like the lowest form of like just melting your brain. Yeah, no, but that, that's just my anyways. opinion. It's a lot just of this is just stolen from each other. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just that's just there for that's just pure dopamine, bro. Like, yeah, for being honest, do like, you get on TikTok? Not nearly as much as I used to. Like mm-hmm. really, TikTok. Same. I would say that a lot of the time I don't, I don't, I don't really use TikTok at all. If mm-hmm. I'm being honest, like most of what I would use TikTok for would just be for po- repurposing reels. If I'm gonna post mm-hmm. something on there, yeah, yeah. just like growth and content, basically yeah, for the most part. And that hasn't really came a whole lot so far. So, yeah. So I, I don't, I haven't really posted on there in a while. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I never had a TikTok account. The only one we had is for the podcast, mm. and it was just to like try to like grow on there. But mm. it's kind of hard to understand the algorithm if like you don't, if you're not on TikTok personally. You know Correct. what I mean? Yeah. Correct. I mean, like, I think that a lot of people 
when they think about growth, they think about the algorithm. Mm-hmm. But it that's not where you start when it comes to trying to grow any no. kind of platform. Yeah. It all comes from what you find most valuable and what you feel like you can give to people and whoever that person is. You give it to them in the way that they communicate, in the way that they consume. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe that's why we didn't grow on TikTok then, right? <laughs> it's just one of those things I feel like, uh, you know, when Vine first came out, like the creators that jumped on that mm-hmm. and they kind of figured it out, those are the people who we're still watching today on YouTube. So yeah. it's like you kind of just have to find a lane and then, and then like grab onto what that is and then keep it going. Like we've I mean, seen numerous YouTubers like that. I mean, the thing is, like, if you're an early adopter to any social media platform, if you can figure it out, then mm-hmm. you can really get a lot of early growth yeah. but in order to make it sustainable it has to be more than just just trends and stuff Dude, like that. Yeah. what do you think about thread i was just gonna ask that i yeah. uh, i'm not gonna lie like i <laughs> it's weird right? I, I don't really use twitter that much so like the tweets that you may have seen have yeah. been probably from a, a long time ago yeah you, you know? well i looked on your instagram and you like shared them on yeah your instagram, yeah like, so it's I, like yeah, yeah I, I would literally only use twitter to <laughs> to post thoughts and then to share those thoughts <laughs> on instagram yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty much it so like i like threads but I just don't, I don't really use it that often. Yeah. I mean, I mean Threads is not, in my personal opinion, it's not good. No. It's like shitty Twitter. Yeah. Break, break, like the, break that features. down for me, though. Why, why is it shitty Twitter, though? It's shitty Twitter because there's no Explore, as le- at least the at last all. time I looked, there's no Explore page where you could find news, sports, updates, trends, what's happening, no hashtags. Mm-hmm. It's literally just your feed page and then uh, artificial validation, um, which TikTok is the number one platform for artificial validation Mm -hmm. because something that you would, some content you would put on like YouTube or Instagram, when that first started uh, on, uh, you put on Instagram, uh, YouTube, not that many views, maybe some, Mm -hmm. maybe like I say like a thousand, two thousand, three thousand, whatever. If you put that on TikTok and it's like some dumb shit, it will go fucking crazy. Like maybe it'll get like, 50k whatever it will just like take off so they specifically made tiktok like that to get creators on there because they're like oh so many people like my stuff Mm -hmm. but then i'll see people with like 300 300k even Mm -hmm. a million followers on Mm -hmm. tiktok nobody knows who you are like outside of uh like outside of tiktok like if you go Mm -hmm. like in person though maybe obviously you're gonna get some the the thing about tiktok is that it's so much easier to grow but the quality of the followers that you have are so much lower than something like a subscriber on youtube oh yeah that's the same thing with uh why i say that about threads is because like you get your twit or your instagram followers yeah off rip and And they're that was a huge appeal. So that's probably why they got so many early adopters Correct. and users. That first that, you, got, you got to feel validated extremely fast. Oh my god! Yeah. That first week was it was blowing up. Yeah, and I was got, I was on it too. Oh, everybody made one. Everybody made one. I was enjoying myself on Threads the first week. And yeah, then, I, I was like, nah. I would say what I dislike about it right now is that, like you said, you don't get the explore page, all that kind of stuff. But you also you're basically getting Twitter without getting Twitter. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You're getting Instagram. That's why I said shitty Twitter. Bro. Yeah, dude. It's like you're getting. It's still pictures. It's still that kind of stuff. But you're not getting the full benefits of what makes Twitter special. You know, Twitter is like one of those things. It feels like you're on a forum. Yeah, and yeah. you're talking to the world. Yeah, I, if you I, I like I like Threads just because. Yeah. There's a there's a cool a couple of things I like Threads for. Okay. I think that one of the main things is just the I like. I like the censorship a little bit more than yeah, Twitter. Yeah, it's definitely I, a lot. I, I feel like it's it's a more friendly platform to oh, be yeah. on. I've seen somebody get, uh, on Twitter, I've seen somebody get, they shot this dude, and I guess he was jealous because this girl was with this guy, shot the dude, and then shot himself. It was pretty, pretty nuts. 
Yeah. And, and, and like Twitter just doesn't care. Like you, you can you can post oh, yeah. whatever you want. On <laughs> See that shit all the time. Threads you would be banned for yeah, probably life. Meta is that. not going for that, bro. Yeah, no. <laughs> they, they're not going for <laughs> yeah. none of that. No. But yeah, go ahead. You were talking about why oh, you like yeah, threads. Yeah. So I like threads just because like if you take a high quality picture, the pixel rate and the video quality is much higher there than it would be on Twitter. Oh yeah. Okay. So 100%. like if you're a photographer or something like that, then mm-hmm. the type of stuff that you post on threads can be more heavily appreciated. 100%. And you can post it in different aspect ratios without having to worry about like 100%. You know, cropping to mm-hmm. a to a specific format that is for a platform, you know. It That's will definitely get better. Right. It will definitely get better over time. I know in 2 weeks it was down usage was down 70%, yep. but it will definitely like once they add that stuff it will get a I mean, lot because, more popular because the only value proposition for even being on threads was just not twitter Correct. yeah th- that know? that and then the novelty factor of like the oh new so- social media platform let me grow on there yeah. and then third you get your followers like you get your whoever makes threads usually they automatically follow you mm-hmm. or something like that so it's like that artificial uh validation yeah but now i do want to mention uh s- since we were talking about like the good days and bad days uh, thing, and we were also talking about Kobe. Kobe mentioned something like that when I, I asked him about it, um, and he was like, yes, he, he has, like, very bad times and also very high highs mm-hmm. and low lows, but, like, he mainly tries to keep his content positive because, like, just, like, what he's putting out there in the world, like, nobody wants to hear about you, like, you know, shit, shit you're going through. Sometimes that will help people, mm-hmm. but, like, in the, the main, like, if you were just to put that out. Yeah. He was like, yeah, nobody wants to hear, like, the bad shit I'm going through. Because it's just, like, they want that positive Kobe. Mm-hmm. That was his uh, view on it. Yeah, but, that's, uh, that's, it's, it's, a, it's a difference. Because what Kobe does is just purely produce joy. Yeah, from it really is. watching his content. Like, it just makes people laugh. Mm-hmm. So people come to him for a specific reason. And a lot of time, it's an escape from whatever they have going on, too. And it's not always I bad agree. to take a break and to take, take a break in. Remove yourself from the things you have going on and maybe watch a YouTube video, watch Netflix for a while or something like that. And if you can be that for somebody else, then that's an amazing thing. You know? Yeah. And and it's like, like you said, it, his when people watch him specifically, they want that like joy. They want to have fun. They want that escape. So it's it's different depending on like what kind of creator you are, you know, and like if you're the creator that like, like your content is like personal growth like mm-hmm. you're gonna have to be vulnerable and have yeah. to share that t- for people to like actually take you serious and like feel like you're being genuine you know mm-hmm. i think i think that's definitely important yeah. um how important are books to you books are really important bro like um if you know there's that saying where people say like if you want to hide something from a black person you know just put it in a book put it in a book you, we we <laughs> don't we don't like to read mm-hmm. on, in, in so many situations and that's where the some of the most like life-changing wisdom is held is inside of a book Mm -hmm. and it's some of the knowledge is just eternal like it's 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 some there's some serious it's some serious wisdom in there and it's it's applicable to different like there's books where people are able to give you game that will apply to any time period you know, and it, it it can allow you to come up with some essential truths that never change, no matter if it's a decade ago or three decades from now. Mm-hmm. And that's what I like the most about getting some some value from a book, because, you know, I'm a, I'm a very auditory person, too. So I listen to audiobooks pretty often mm-hmm. and I can I can do whatever I need to do and consume something and 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 get something out of it. And also like look into myself and be 
more introspective and figure out what I can take out of that and apply to my life. Yeah. And, and that's a big part of what allows me to continue to be inspirational because if I could continue to consume things that inspire me, then I, I'm able to provide my perspective on those things and, yeah. and also tell people about those resources as well. Yeah, there's like a... So, sometimes, I don't know if you've ever felt this way. I don't know if you've ever felt this way. But, I mean, sometimes in life for me, if like I'm not... I mean, obviously, we're always creating weekly, mm-hmm. and I'm uh, doing the radio stuff and creating weekly. Mm-hmm. But uh, sometimes in life, I feel like I'm stalling. I'm like, I'm not getting better necessarily. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to get better. As like me as a person, I feel like I need constant growth. And like one big way you can do that is either reading or listening to audiobooks because yeah. there's a whole like you said, there's a, like something you can tap into that like you would never have or somebody might never tell you uh i just been reading or listening to Stephen a smith's book mm-hmm. uh man he's got like that We're that shit that is too. i already know like lessons from that mm-hmm. is gonna help me in just like learning all the stuff he's been through mm-hmm. and like one thing that pisses me off is like every time i bring him up people will be like oh he's an idiot <laughs> blah 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 and like just because they don't agree with us like sports takes mm-hmm. but like if you really know his story his and story. like stuff he's gone through yep you would not help but respect him you know what i mean mm-hmm. like that's just a big thing and that's definitely something if, if you ever feel like you're stalling is yeah just go tap into like an audiobook or something yeah i agree uh, i mean that was a lot like i was telling him <laughs> been reading Greenlight for forever uh but it's one of those books where like i didn't know that much about matthew mcconaughey and like like he said it's just like learning so much about a certain person and like the struggle and like the story that they have it's just incredible to me because like every single person you've seen in media has gone through a some sort of struggle mm-hmm. every single successful person ever has gone through some sort of like sort of struggle so you know it's very important as a black young black man in st louis that we do definitely have that that uh, like I guess that drive to go ahead and find that out for ourselves, uh, because like the competition around us, they're not doing that. A lot of our people who look like just like us are not doing that. You they're know, not, so they're not. And it's they're, about they're, that extra. They're not looking for the clues, bro. Correct. Like that. Like I read uh, I read Will Smith's book. Ooh, yeah. I've, been, okay. I've been wanting to read that. It one was too. it was it was an amazing read. The main thing that I took away from it was that there are so many different areas of his life where he had to force himself to overcome something. Okay. You know. And a big a big proponent of his life was trying to be able to increase his emotional intelligence. Yeah. You know, obviously, he's still working on that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. For sure. But we all are, you know. And I think something oh, that man. you said earlier was, was interesting. Like, um, it was the way that you were saying that you, you really prioritize consistent growth. Mm-hmm. But it's I think that something that one of my mentors told me was we're consistently becoming. We're mm. always becoming. So it doesn't matter how far you feel like you've come, you'll always look for some way to to continue to improve yourself. Absolutely, or you yeah. should. Yeah, you, I, I definitely feel like you should, but at the same time, like you you have to take a second to look back and understand how far you've come. Oh, you absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's a big factor as well because yeah. like, uh, definitely just like with the podcast or being here, like, and I feel like for me that happens through conversations and like once you tell. Your story, you kind of like are reminded of how far you came. Yeah, mm, it's exactly. definitely important. Mm. So, what was it specifically that made you made you like, hey, like I feel like we should you should have him on the pod and then hit. Me. Oh, you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I was I did tell you I was going to mention that. So I was actually um, talking to him. I was texting him about like I think either you got a new phone or you show me some videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
that we used to make for Vine oh, back yeah, in the yeah. day. Yep. You remember Vine or uh, no? Of course, yeah. 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 <laughs> so Vine was the shit. Um, we tried getting popping on there. Oh, man, I think I had like <laughs> we tried. Everybody that, tried. That was you know? the first like that was the first platform that like I mean obviously I don't. He said he started early on YouTube. I did as well. Mm-hmm. I think my first form of like making content was doing uh, Lego videos. So like mm-hmm. I was probably like I don't know eight nine, mm-hmm. and like we had I had a flip phone and like I would do like little like stop cuts of like the Lego things you yeah. know moving around. We did vlogs for it, a little bit there. We he filmed a bunch. Vlogs. We filmed That's a bunch. YouTube, so even even before I even knew you, like we were filming stuff. Just like when you got a camera in your hand, yeah. there's, there's something very Sick, special bro. about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we started on that and we did Vine back in the day. And mm-hmm. then this this was uh, 10 years ago. Um, I, th- I think it was around like 2013, yeah. 2014. Yeah. Um, and then he had showed me something the other day about just like all the videos he had. I'm like, hey, send me this, send me this video because there was a song in there that like, uh, I've been trying to find this fucking we have been song for this shit forever, dude. <laughs> for ten years, bro. For ten years, like it's a little snippet of a song. Yeah, it's just like a small snippet, and I was mm-hmm. like, I, like there was a little bit of lyrics in there, and then I would look up the lyrics, but they were always like wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. So like I could never find the the song, mm-hmm. and then nowadays, and since it's twenty twenty three, we got like. Uh, was it Shazam or like Soundhound and shit? Yeah, yeah. So like I found the song like that. Like once he <laughs> sent me the video. So then I don't oh, know. So it was it was a very uh, inspiring thing to like listen listen to the song. And I was like driving in into work. It was uh, probably like three forty a.m. You know, just went on the highway and like I try to like I try to put music on that's gonna like make me get into that mode mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or like either inspire me just depending on how i'm feeling if i'm like i need to be more calm i might do that yeah but i was listening to a song and i was like okay we want i i'm feeling like very motivated and stuff mm-hmm. and uh just like that combined with we were looking back at some of the content we used to make it was more like inspirational more motivational mm-hmm. now we talk about like either what's going on in the world so lifestyle, lifestyle culture yeah. uh just depend on who we're talking to, but we used mm-hmm. to push like more like kind of kind of similar to your content. Mm-hmm. And I once I was listening to that song and like driving to work, I was thinking like, oh, we should have him on. You know, it's just like he popped up in my Clicked, mind because yeah. like your content and then just like from the conversation we had, yeah, uh, just about like uh, just like motivation just, and just like life, bro. yeah, just life. life. Yeah. And like once I get that sort of thought about like, um, okay, I want to have this person on that's the next step i'm gonna take and then now we're here now so that's like how it has to happen at least in my mind man that that actually means a lot bro yeah the the fact that that conversation at the video shoot was you know enough to make you feel like yeah like i definitely feel like we should have him on the pod yeah that that combined with like the content that you make as well so it's not it's it's definitely like a combination of those two things but yeah yeah Yeah, okay bet bet yeah i was i was genuinely curious you know because I've been, like I said, I kind of been thinking about trying to get onto some pods just so I could get into really talking and and conversing with people more often. Yeah, Mm -hmm. man, the the best way to find out information about somebody is through a podcast, in my opinion, just because every podcast I've ever watched about a famous person or an author or an actor or an athlete, anything like that, I always 100% find out more than I've ever found out, like through their social media, through seeing a book or or a show or anything like that. 
honestly, some some books, obviously, like you know, you get really personal. But like, if you're looking for direct, direct to the person content, like podcasts, you go. It's like the best content you can get mm-hmm. as far as figuring it out so much. So like, when you have these personal like conversations on camera, you're getting the authentic of anybody that you talk to, and that's what that's sometimes. what I like about it. That, sometimes. sometimes it depends. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes but yeah, that's what I like about it. Still be playing, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah. easy. Yeah. 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 I sometimes mean, it never stops. Sometimes but. you can see through it, but uh, yeah, I would say books and then like books people write about themselves, and then podcasts definitely. Sometimes like documentaries, yeah, yeah. Are, are good forms to like find out about uh, somebody. But yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting thing. Uh, I I definitely think if you're curious and you want to find out about people and like you you seem like a naturally curious guy and yeah i'm, I'm super curious bro and yeah and i was i was raised to be that way yeah and like people try to kill curiosity because, absolutely because when kids ask why they say because yeah or because i said so yeah i was because i was, keep I was never why. i was never told that <laughs> and that's that's probably why i am the way i am like, yeah. It's, yeah i was i was built to to be okay with being curious and, yeah, that, and that is why i'm so inquisitive that's why i care so much about you know, why you all start this podcast and where you feel like you want to be in like five years from now, which yeah. is something that I do want to hear as well. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, uh, for sure, sure. For sure. I'll do a deep dive on that. Um, do you have like a piece of advice that you remember from being a kid? Because I remember mine was uh, something that I always hold with me. It's like similar to what you're saying is kids have this natural like inclination to be curious and just want to learn. Um, you ever heard the advice like never stop being a kid? Mm-hmm. Essentially, mm-hmm. There, there's like a whole deeper thing that I, we talked about on a different podcast with uh, it's it's like Latin uh, archetype. It's called like a puer eternus. It means forever God, uh, child God, or like um, basically, basically like uh, you you probably heard the term man child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's like different aspects of life you need to uh, grow grow in but like yeah. you should always uh carl yoon the s- psychologist he was he was like an old man at the time there's an archetype type of the wise old man mm-hmm. and like um just when you get older you kind of like think you know it all become a little bit cynical yep um there's good aspects because you do know more but he basically was kind of i guess he was depressed and he was trying to like understand why and he was thinking it came from like when he was a kid Mm -hmm. so he started playing like childhood games and everything and that kind of opened him up to like being happier and like appreciating how far he's came and like having more of that childlike instinct Mm -hmm. um so it's definitely a factor you need to in my opinion you need to keep is like always have that like childhood drive of like you know being being more playful and like yeah. being curious so that's important but yeah back to the question uh <laughs> yeah. what uh what uh is there any advice you heard when you were a kid that kind of like stuck with you like that advice i heard from a kid you know a lot of the time as I, a kid sorry oh, yeah as a kid sorry mm-hmm. um a lot of the time i don't remember specific things that people say to me mm-hmm. like there's a lot of the time like i might remember a moment but a lot of things compounded yeah and it's just a lot of in encouraging specific values and ways of thinking so I think it was really just, like I said, the way that people interacted with me in my household, like they consistently allowed me to be curious and mm-hmm. pushed me to do and try different things. Like I had so many different hobbies, man. Like I did, I used to like stack cards when I was a kid and try to make up these huge buildings and stuff. So I thought I was going to be an architect. I used to 
be heavily into like martial arts. I still enjoy like kickboxing and stuff like that. But I used to think that I was gonna be some crazy martial artist or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I was into dancing. Like I used to do some. I used to do like yo-yoing and stuff. You know, people actually compete with that oh, too. I which love that shit too. Crazy. No, I low-key love that yeah. shit too. It's fun. <laughs> I don't know. Like I, ha- I just had so many different interests, and, yeah. and each one that I had, my my family encouraged it. Yeah, continuously and allowed me to dive into whatever it was. I think that's ex- extremely important, especially because like if you're trying to figure out what you want to do with your life or your purpose in life mm-hmm. or your role in society, um, you have to try all these things to know, OK, this ain't this ain't mine. Mm-hmm. You right, know, like right. that's not my purpose. Yeah. Maybe like you're yo-yoing one day and you're like, OK, like I don't <laughs> fuck with this no more. Yeah, exactly. you know? and, that, and that's what happens, bro. Like, like I, it'd be one day that I was super into it. And then it would slowly kind of trickle off, and I move on to something else. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of been that way continuously yeah. in life when, for me. Like, Same. like even with me creating, when I started creating for other people, first I thought I was going to be a photographer, so I started mm-hmm. taking pictures. And I'm like, ah, this isn't really what I want to do. Then I started just doing regular videos and videography, and I shot a music video. I'm like, oh, no, I don't think that's really for me either. Mm-hmm. And I had the opportunity for somebody to hit me and say, okay, well, I like the content you create. You did a fashion show for me because I did some modeling as well. Yeah, I seen you uh, yeah. taking a little bit, like, yeah, man, f- photo shoot and stuff. Yeah, I, like, that was the first thing that I thought I was going to do was be a fashion influencer or a model. I called myself a model because I was posting pictures all the time trying to build a platform. I would consider you a model, an IG model. but but yeah man like it it was so many different things that i got interested in and each time that i would introduce something different i would either say okay i like it and i'm go this direction with it or i'm like i this isn't really for me and i pivot some other way Mm -hmm. agree yeah man that that's definitely uh definitely an important factor um so before i answer the question what do you see yourself doing you can go five years, ten years, doesn't matter. Five years, ten years. Let's, let's go five years, man. Well, for I don't know if y'all know what I, exactly what I do right now. So I, you know, I, I'm a content creator, mm-hmm. but I also have a marketing agency. Okay. And we specialize in social media. So the entire goal for me, and I'm realizing this more now that I get to ha- have more conversations with different organizations. I like working with people that like to, that provide some sort of impact and that really care about offering resources or value to communities that really need it. So the goal for us will really be to bridge the gap between potentially nonprofit organizations mm-hmm. and the audiences that, that they're trying to reach through social. So that in, that includes an entire strategy from like how you who this person is and the type of person that they are and what you provide and figuring out how to bridge that and communicate that through visuals. Okay. So mm-hmm. like I've I produce videos but it's not just I come I come in and shoot a bunch of videos for you. Like it has to be some kind of strategy behind it. And the right. team that I work with now is uh is just amazing, you know. Like I have that I have, have the ability to provide some opportunities to new creatives and freelancers and stuff like that. Just because some people see my content as like, hey, I want something like that. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like I just I really just want to help you expand your reach and your brand awareness because I know you're trying to pro- provide impact just like I am. Yeah. So when it comes to um, expanding Cat Media, which is the name of the agency. Yeah, I was about to ask you. Yeah, that, yeah. I wanted to. I wanted to be an educational platform, so I want to provide as much knowledge as I can on what it really takes to make good content. Okay. And it's more than just the videos you create; it has to come from some kind of bigger reason behind what, story, you're, what you're trying. Yeah, your story is extremely important, and communicating that beyond whatever product you provide is what allows people to create lasting connections with a brand. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so really, five years from now, I just want to. I want to have. A, a education platform and i would also like to build up my personal brand 
as well as provide this service to a multitude of different organizations to help them reach their goals as well. That's mm-hmm. dope. Uh, is there a specific like archetype or type of person you like to work with or you, are you looking to work with? I like to work with people that are continuously innovative and that see themselves as a vessel for a bigger purpose. And whatever that purpose is usually comes from some underlying event or story that I love to learn about myself. Mm -hmm. And the more that I remain curious and ask the follow-up questions to dig deeper into what makes them who they are and and what made them found the organization that we're planning on working with, it allows me to learn more about how we can help communicate, you know, to exactly who they're trying to connect with on the other side of the screen. Mm -hmm. Uh, You want to say your five to ten Um, I would say... So I just recently, like, I'm moving and purchased a house and stuff to live and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So for me, I would say I would definitely want to build the brand as far as the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to make us the number one in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's something that's very tangible and something that we've been working towards. So that's one of the things I want to do um, short term with the pod. And then also personal, I would say I want to be living in a, a place that I love. Uh, I want to be next to people that I love. So I want to definitely, whether that be like getting a, you know, a wife or being just like fine with myself, but like having more of a sense of self, like that's kind of what I want to be in five years. And then um, honestly, just keep growing, man. Keep growing as a person. Keep growing as a man. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yep. I want to be more solid. Yeah, that's dope. I'll say for me um, right now, um, something I want to do in like five to 10 years is I want to own my own like a media company I'm working, I'm working on now getting the LLC and stuff, mm-hmm. but uh, I want to have like a different podcasts or like different like forms of media kind of under me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also did want to ask you like, cause you do have, there's, there's two sides of like content in a way when you get to like a higher level, there's like the talent. And then I guess you could group the talent in with like all the producers and different stuff. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. there's like the management side mm-hmm. and that's something I never had to deal with yet necessarily. Uh, I I mean, I do for like the pod and stuff, but like coaching, coaching talent or like um, it's different when you create the content and you're like, you are the talent versus like managing all this talent. So I'm interested that's to you. see how that challenges. And I'm guessing you probably dealt with something similar since you do the, Uh, marketing stuff yeah so like i said somebody gave me the opportunity to create for them and so i would go into the her store in the galleria and shoot content based upon the clothing apparel that she would offer and i quickly figured out that it would be in my best interest to have somebody else edit the footage for me even Mm -hmm. if i was going to shoot everything because either i'm not the fastest of an editor or my time would be better at use somewhere else Mm -hmm. Um, whether i'm trying to find more clients or just trying to continue to network and build other avenues in my life too so I, i figured out fast that delegation was important you know, but in order to delegate, the first thing I did was I had to figure out somebody that could edit this stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. trust so, is a big thing. So a lot of the yeah, time, that, that's where people stop, you know, or they find one person and they don't give them exactly what they want and then they stop working with them. Mm-hmm. So I, I posted on Instagram like, hey, who can, who does anybody edit social content? I got a, actually got a message from a good friend of mine now that works with the agency. Her name's Diamond. And uh, I, I 
pretty much told her exactly what I would need. I sent her some videos, gave her a briefing, and had her edit them. Mm. And when I got them back, I'm like, well, this is good, but there's a there's a level of coaching that you have to do to get people to exactly where you want them to. Mm-hmm. Okay. If, if if somebody can get you to 60% of the way, then that's amazing because that that's made, pretty good. Yeah, then that puts you in the position to say, okay, let's review and figure out exactly how I can get you to understand my vision and to create through my lens. Yeah. Mm. So eventually you'll get to 70 and 80, and if you can get to 90% of what exactly you want from them when it comes to working with like a freelancer or outsourcing or something like that mm-hmm. then that's a great position to be in yeah. yeah because then that allows you to remove yourself a lot more from the entirety of the of the things that that other people can do either better faster or sometimes more strategically than you can and understanding that even though you may be the sole creative if you're like the 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 brand yourself or mm-hmm. if you're the um the host of the pod, you know, there's so many different areas of distribution that you could be leveraging. Right. And you might not be the expert expert at that. And there's only certain things that y'all can do. There's, Correct. Well, there's certain Correct. things. Well, I'm sorry. There's certain things that only y'all can do. Correct. Which is moments like this. So the other areas of your business, which is what this is at the end of the day, or what you may be trying yeah, to yeah. grow it into becoming, mm-hmm. then you have to figure out what leverages your time the best for your biggest return on investment. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because, like, we always would say, like, oh, we never want this to become like a money thing mm-hmm. or like a business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you learn after, I mean, we've been doing it, what, four years? Four and like years? really taking it seriously. Yeah. I think like, was that at the beginning of about this year two, or last year? Yeah, I was going to say about two years. So I Yeah, like so last like, year. well, this, I know this year for sure, like we've been, we've been going doing hard. every week, yeah, like yeah, yeah. every week. Because it's, it's one thing having a podcast and then like you'll shoot, some people shoot once a month. Mm-hmm. Some, some people shoot once every three months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, some people do it every week. Some right. people like fucking Joe Rogan, they'll shoot like three times a week, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. go hard. Um, there's just levels to this shit. But like you you learn that it does have to become a business if you want to like make money off of it. And, 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 that's, and that's the main thing, man. It's like as a creative, you may not be in it for the money, but the money is what allows you to have the freedom to create more. Correct. Exactly. Which means Correct. that you have to think logically about how you can leverage it in a certain way to generate some kind of income. Correct. Exactly. Which is very possible. But in order to get there, you have to build an audience, which Correct. means you got to leverage everybody that you have access to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's interesting, too, because like I, I'm going to definitely take your advice and like um, – that's something that and me personally, and I know I'm in the same boat as like a ton of true creatives where it's like, it's hard for you to give up some of that mm-hmm. control right. Right. when like, you're like, okay, I want to, I want this edited this way. Mm-hmm. I want to produce this way. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's definitely, if you could give some advice for just like being able to trust somebody with having control of like your content or it's 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 uh a lot of the time now i didn't experience this personally because i met most of the people i met have just been great from the beginning which isn't Mm -hmm. very common that might be a factor though yeah it's a it's a it's a big factor yeah but it it comes down to a numbers game and you being okay with understanding that everybody will not be a best fit for what you're trying to create Correct. correct so if what you have to do is you'll have to put people in the position to um, to give them tests, very small tests, to see if they can get you to that 60% of what you really want out of mm. your working with them. Okay. And if, if they can get you to 60, then it's up to you to create an outline and a briefing for what you can do in order to help help them. And it's your job to coach them up to where you need them to get, mm. to where you need them to be. You know, Whether yeah. that's an editor, which would allow you to increase your distribution, or a social media manager that allows you mm-hmm. to, to, take, to take hands off of your own social channels and just shoot all day and release more. So what, what I would like employ you all to ask yourself is what does your time 
mean to you? Mm. And what can you spend your time doing that gives you the best return on investment? Mm -hmm. Like list out every aspect of what you have to do for your pod and then put your name next to on things that only you can do. Mm -hmm. And you realize that there's only a few things that only you can do. And I guarantee you there's somebody out there in the world that could do other areas faster than you can or either poten potentially better than you can. Mm -hmm. but maybe they can't do it through your lens yet. Mm -hmm. But it's your job to figure out how to get them there. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, that that's interesting, especially with like, like I said, I want to, or I am in the process of creating a media company, and like that's something I'm definitely gonna have to outsource. Obviously, mm -hmm. if you want like talent or podcasts under you, mm -hmm. you, that's something that's gonna have to like you're gonna have to find people. I'm gonna have to figure out how to even in the first place find these people and like be able to coach them. Uh, if they need coaching, maybe they like you said they might be better than me at mm -hmm. at the certain field. Mm -hmm. But like get it edited, get it distributed. But yeah, I'll definitely uh, take that advice for sure, man. And I would say the sooner you get into it, the sooner you're a bit of resistance for feeling like you could have done it better yourself. Mm. And you will understand that that even though ah, you, you may so have, there's like a threshold yeah. where you have to like where you learn that you, you have to because in the beginning you will never get it exactly how you wanted to, and it's going to take more of your time to coach mm. them than it will take for you to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. And it will never be perfect you know the way that you would do it until you get them to that level yeah know? so technically right now i work for for an entertainment company we own like a ton of different podcasts a ton of uh different like radio stations and it's funny like in my interview they asked me like they asked me the similar question like where do you see yourself five to ten years mm -hmm. and i was like well they asked me where do you see yourself in five years and i was like well it's more like a 10-year thing mm -hmm. and i told them like i want to create an an entertainment company and like i'm basically like if you, if, I don't know if you ever read 48 Laws of Power, but it's like... Uh, I know, I've know i read the laws, but I didn't read the whole book. So one of the laws is like, uh, work as a friend, act as a spy, but it's not even... That, that kind of applies to what I'm doing here, but it's not even necessarily a spy thing because I fucking told them. Mm -hmm. I was like... I was like, yeah, so I'm basically learning everything I need to know about an entertainment company, mm -hmm. taking that aspect and, like, going to build my own company. Yeah, and that's and that's an amazing thing to do, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, what I decided to do with, with a, it's really a creative agency, and there's so many different services that you can offer with a creative agency. Mm -hmm. So I decided to try to put myself in the position to get an internship with a creative agency. But every time that I've tried, I've actually been denied. Mm -hmm. But because I put myself out there, I now have a network of creatives that have that work in different agencies that are, mm -hmm. are either entry level or have been doing it for a while. Okay. So, the, so that allows me to learn from those people, even from not actually working in one myself. And the other thing that I would say is something that I actually just did was I invested in a business coach. Mm. And one of the first things the coach told me was he was surprised at how easy I was able to understand that people can do things better than I can in different areas of the business. Yeah, I think that's one of the hardest part as somebody that's like a true creative. Like I was saying, like mm -hmm. that's giving up. That is like one of the biggest things and probably a big one of the biggest barriers for creatives in general. I think one of the main things is understanding how how great people can be at what they do yeah and then really sitting down and asking yourself right. how how good am i at this specific it's piece like an ego of thing. business yes. yeah Correct. yeah bro it's, it's a huge ego thing because i thought that it was only me that could produce content that that, <laughs> that got numbers right yeah and I, and I had to do the entirety of the process especially when it works yeah especially when it works because i mean i had a i had a, a piece of content that i produced that, that went uh that went up on one of my clients tiktoks they mm -hmm. got like fifty thousand views and returned her like eight thousand to ten thousand dollars in two days oh, of, shit, of yeah. being up, which paid for my services in full plenty of times. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so so the value is there. 
but I have to figure out what does it take in order to get somebody to be able to think like me when they edit content. Yeah. Mm. So I started implementing things like standard operating procedures, and yeah. I'm about to start adding checklists and stuff like that for people to do as they edit my content or as they do different areas in order to make sure that they cover all the bases and think like I do as the the per, the, wow. the core strategist, you know. There's a lot that goes yeah, into that yeah. kind of stuff that it's, people it's don't know lot, about. Sure. <laughs> yeah. You, th- you see people like, like PewDiePie and like these big names who have just been putting consistent content out for years. Mm-hmm. Uh, Markiplier is one of those guys I was going to mention earlier that you said like when it comes from people who just like reward on negativity and stuff like that and like real aspects of life, he's one of those perfect examples. But like I was going to say like that content they put out every day and like every week and Joe Rogan, all these people and they're pushing stuff out. They've probably sat in a room and, you know, figured it out with people who are like that, you know, mm-hmm. people who manage their podcasts and stuff or like that. Or you just do thousands and thousands of episodes. I mean, like you got, you got 2,000 you know? episodes under your belt. Yeah. Like, eventually, you're going to get to that point where you start <laughs> to get someone else in there. And, um, you know, that's very important, man. And, like, as you, you talk about, like, being a creative and letting someone take the ropes, it's just... That's very that's very interesting. Because mm-hmm. you see... It's, a, it's, it's really a... It's a it's a breakthrough that, yeah. that you have to that you have to get to. Yeah. Right. So like from from me telling y'all this right now, the sooner that you implement it, mm-hmm. the sooner you will be able to scale mm-hmm. because you can only leverage your time so much. Mm. You know. So that yeah, that's know, if, if, very if, if, it, if it's a, if it's a possibility for you all to be able to hire somebody to do one yeah, area, so yeah. mm-hmm. then I would highly recommend it. I'll, and then I would whenever you do that, hit me like let me know how. It's yeah, going. for yeah. sure. 100%. I appreciate the advice, man. Yeah. Um. So you talked to. A couple more questions for you. Uh, yeah, you for talked sure. about like denial and uh, rejection. Some might classify it as like failure in a way, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or just a form of failure. How do you deal with that, and how does that affect you? I think what you're what you're referencing is kind of when I told you that I felt like I was failing in in multiple areas. Well, that and then you said uh, you apply to like all. Uh, different internships and they denied oh yeah so like actually the one that i applied to i thought i was gonna get it man i, I thought i because the interview went i thought it went so well went I, I thought that i had built a connection with with other people on, on the side of the screen mm-hmm. the people on the other side of the screen and i ended up getting an email from them telling me that, that i didn't get chosen and there were four people in the interview Oof, and that's not that much three people they were hiring so i was like my odds are great yeah I got this, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I, yeah. I I got the text. I was I was picking up my mom from work and it hit me so hard. It hit me and I was I was like I ended up like I was like, bro, like why didn't I get this? Like yeah. like what's what's happening right now? Mm-hmm. And then I just I, I like I shed a couple of tears cuz I wanted yeah. it so bad, bro. I just I yeah. just wanted to be in the ecosystem and to learn, you know, like yeah. to be in a position like this that you're in mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. see the inside out of what I'm trying to build myself. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? Is okay. For some reason, when I get rejected, it fires me up. I don't, yeah. I don't know what I was, happens. I was about yeah. to ask you because there's two yeah. things. Uh, I'll, I'll say this uh, quote. So, obviously, you heard uh, pressure makes diamonds mm-hmm. and uh, pressure, I don't know if you heard this one, pressure bursts pipes. So, it's mm-hmm. like two ways y- you could go. You could either let that make you fold mm-hmm. or you could use that as motivation. Uh, I'll share a similar story of rejection. So, I was trying to... It was actually probably recent, uh, maybe a couple months ago. Uh, you know, St. Louis City SC, the soccer team, they were, like, hiring, like, a media assistant. I've seen that position. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people um, in the field I'm in and people I know, they're, like, in-booth assistants for, like, Cardinals and stuff mm-hmm. because uh, we're uh, the Cardinals radio network. It's, it's pretty easy to go from working the Cardinals games to be, like, in-booth. You just have to be right... Right place, right time. You have to know baseball mm-hmm. 
whatever, just like certain aspects. But like if you work here, it's almost like if you're the guy and like you work hard, you'll probably get the job. But it just has to be like open and available. Mm -hmm. And when that position became available for the St. Louis City SC, I'm like, oh, we literally work on soccer games. Mm -hmm. Like I already know how to communicate between uh, like the station and then doing like in booth stuff and helping them out. And like, like we had a guy in there working the Cardinals games. Like I've done that. Like I've literally ran an entire Cardinals games for the affiliate networks. There's like, like 150 different radio stations that it's going to. So like, if you fuck up, people will know about it and like, you're going to hear about it. So it's a lot of pressure and stuff. I'm like, I'm like a perfect fit for this. And then I applied twice actually i applied twice and like first time i got rejected i'm like damn like it sucks because like i really wanted to do that and like advance my position in uh career Mm -hmm. and then i was like nothing happened so i was like okay got the email the rejection and then i tried again later still failed Mm -hmm. but it's just something like oh okay you're going to reject me i'm gonna make sure that you regret the decision where i feel the same way yeah i feel the exact same way i was like give me Give me five to ten years. I want to compete with your agency. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's what I really want to do. You're, mm-hmm. You you, you know? want to become, like, such such an influence or such a powerful uh, entity that, like, they're going to be like, fuck, we should have. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, you missed out, man. Yeah. Like, I, cause, because I know I know my value. Yep. I know the potential of what of what I can create, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I was hoping to come provide some value to you while I learned something. So, it's, so it's all mutual. Mm-hmm. but. If you don't want me, then I'll just, you know, learn from the people you hire. That's fine. Yeah. And I'll hire them, too, as freelancers. That's cool. Exactly. (laughs) And you have to, like, somebody told me, somebody told me one time, like, at my other job, it's more like a manual labor type of thing. Um, But some advice he gave me is, like, you have to work hard for yourself, not for the company. Like, Mm -hmm. a lot of people get wrapped up in that and, like, Thinking that, like, oh, the company doesn't care about me, blah, 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 I shouldn't work hard, I'm going to do the bare minimum, yep. or, like, just get by, show up to work, yep. do the job. Yep. But, like, when you put in that extra work, you're building your internal, and then, obviously, somebody's going to notice. You like, know what I mean? Yes. Somebody bro. will notice. Yes, bro. And I tell people that all the time. Like, I'm a leader or manager, whatever you want to call it, um, and I've worked at that company I am, I've been at for a couple of years now, and, like... You know, I've seen like young kids come and go in like the field that I am, and I'm not an older guy. I'm I'm an older guy, but I'm not like super old. I'm not thirty, forty, twenty five, right? Twenty five. Yeah. You know, you so it's stop like stop it, bro. You're talking about I'm older. Yeah, bro. right. I'm, I'm like, I'm like, bro, you're twenty five. But the bro. people I work with, I'm considered an older guy, and so you know, I work with a lot of like younger kids, nineteen, yeah, uh, eighteen, you know, seventeen, mm-hmm. you know, twenty. So like, the best advice I always give them is because they're always like wanting. They're like, oh, how do I make more money here? How do I get to where you are? Like, how do I get like that much money and stuff like that? Or how do I get the title? And it's like the same thing. I always tell them, it's like, if you guys come to work and you just half-ass it, like how he was saying, if you come to work and you just like want to collect a paycheck and you come to work, you don't even want the job really. Mm-hmm. How? Wh- why would someone pay you more money doing the exact same thing if you're not if you're you're showing them like what you're doing right now? Yeah, you're showing them what they're gonna pay for. And like I'm not gonna pay for somebody that who's who's coming to work and they're just giving half the percent, you mm-hmm. know. Where this is well, this other guy over here who's giving 110 mm-hmm. percent. Um, and it's just one of those things, man. Like, you won't really progress at where you are if you don't like continue to be that person that you want to be. So that's 100 percent like a it's a it's a real thing. It's a very real thing. 
Um, and like Drew said, you don't want to get wrapped up in necessarily being a part of the company. You want to be wrapped up in like being the company or yeah, being bro, beating the company. It's all about how you can improve yourself based upon the role that you play Correct. in the company. Correct. You know? Well, and I would say, you know, I really try to live in service in all areas. So yeah. if I'm a part of a project or I'm yeah. a part of, of, of a company organization, like I want to figure out how I can provide the most value as possible based, yeah. based upon the skills that I have. You Correct. Know? Because and it's, and it's, it's beyond what I can get in return. Like Correct. you have to do it so selflessly that it, it that's how that's how it feels the most authentic. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And it's yeah. very important, man, because you you don't want to become stagnant where you are, mm-hmm. and you also don't want to become um, one of those people who you think that you you've capped, like you've 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 accomplished everything. Bro, the, Correct. The, the expansion of self is endless, bro. Mm-hmm. It's it's literally endless. You and that's that's re- that's the reason why the self improvement space gets a bad rep sometimes is because people capitalize on the on how limitless it can really feel and they say mm-hmm. the same things over and over again and still people mm-hmm. on this on the same stories but i think it really all comes down to what your real mission is beyond what you're presenting like, and authenticity right. yeah if you're just trying to rope in people that are vulnerable Correct. and feel like they can come to you because they need some sort of advice and you you're not really providing them with a way for them to change their position or transform their life yeah then what are you really doing yeah. Correct. there's a there's a whole uh, conversation about that with like a uh, red pill and stuff but We'll get into it maybe on a different uh, episode or something. But if you had uh, uh, some advice for either people watching, maybe like the young kids that might maybe in our position one day, what would you uh, tell them? I would tell them to try as many things as possible, man. Like it really comes down to that childlike curiosity that we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. It's extremely important for you to dive into whatever you're interested in and go down the rabbit holes Mm -hmm. build skills around what you truly find joy in doing and figure out how you can leverage those skills in a way to provide value to someone and from there that's how you'll be able to get some sort of income but if you if you don't look to provide a value to increase your income then you won't get anywhere fast there you go uh where can people find you Man, you can find me on uh, Instagram at Earth to Kalo, TikTok, same thing, YouTube coming soon. Uh, and you can follow uh, the agency's page at Cat Media on Instagram. We're, we'll be on some other platforms soon, but the main thing is for us to provide you with some resources and uh, help nonprofits get some brand awareness as well as giving you what I know when it comes to strategic creative thinking. That's what's up. There you go. I mean, we appreciate you coming on the podcast, man. I feel like we kicked a lot of game. You know, we'll probably have to do it another time as well. <laughs> man, I would love to, bro. Like I said, it means the world that you thought of me to be here yeah, when it man. comes to something like that. Uh, I definitely plan on doing more podcasts and yeah. having my own at some point. Yeah. I, I love the perspective that y'all gave. Yeah. And I can't wait to see y'all growth as a podcast as well. Yeah, man. Hopefully by uh, the next time we do another episode, you'll have your podcast going, you hey, know, get a couple of interviews yeah, in there. We'll yeah. see. We'll Def- see what definitely, happens, man. man. When I have it, y'all, please, please come on. Let's 100%. have another conversation. For sure. That'd be we, dope. You know, We've we never been on anybody side. else's pod. No. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. I, this is the first pod that I've been on, man, where I had the opportunity for somebody to really ask me about, you know, my story and, and, and give some game. So, I, like I said, I really appreciate it, y'all. Yeah, yeah for sure. But uh, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. This is the Kickback Lounge podcast. Make sure you rate five stars. Go follow him on his platforms. We'll have the link in the bio. Uh, comment your thoughts uh, if you think that we gave some good advice, if you yeah. think we gave some shit advice. Uh, let us know if there's anything <laughs> else you want us to talk about. Let us know. Thanks for thanks for listening. We out. We out. Yes, this sir. Week.